Welcome to Subject Matter, where we help leaders navigate the tricky waters of building a company. We are shining a light on the subtleties that unlock empathetic communication, letting you build powerful relationships. I'm your host, Ben Bradbury, the founder of Astutely, and together we empower B2B leaders with messages that connect with their customers and employees' heads and hearts. And now, let's get into today's story. Powerful brands are unique. They build an authentic mission, standing out against the competition. Yet if you are too different, you risk disconnecting from others who simply cannot understand you. That's where similarity comes in, as it empowers you to relate to others. And by finding these common points of connection, teams bond and missions move from me to we. Empathetic leaders don't choose uniqueness or similarity. They embrace both. If you're a founder, executive, or aspiring to be one in your industry, you need to leverage both similarity and uniqueness in how you approach building your company. In today's episode, we'll show you how to draw the line between attracting unique talent while still being similar enough to form close bonds among those within your company. And as we'll learn today, It was one prolific tech startup at the end of the 20th century that used similarity and uniqueness together as foundational tools to dominate their market. The PayPal Mafia is the group of former PayPal employees and founders who have since gone on to conquer half of Silicon Valley. Their alumni features everyone from Elon Musk to Reid Hoffman, and their company portfolio includes Tesla, LinkedIn, Palantir Technologies, SpaceX, Affirm, Slide, Kiva, YouTube, Yelp, and Yammer. Not a bad portfolio from one humble company. As PayPal co-founder Peter Thiel states in his book Zero to One, all happy companies are different. They solve a different problem. And indeed, PayPal was a unique company, and the Mafia were a unique group of thinkers. But here's the thing most people miss. They also tested you on how similar you were before letting you into PayPal. Here's a quote from a cover story that was written on the PayPal Mafia, and I quote, The early PayPal team worked well together because we were all the same kind of nerd. We all loved science fiction. Cryptonomicon was required reading, and we preferred the capitalist Star Wars to the communist Star Trek. Most important, we were all obsessed with creating a digital currency that would be controlled by individuals instead of governments. For the company to work, it didn't matter what people looked like or which country they came from, but we needed every hire to be equally obsessed. So in PayPal's early culture, you're starting to see these two elements feature heavily, uniqueness on one side and similarity on the other. Reading the Cryptonomicon told everyone else you were obsessed with this digital currency problem. So in that sense, everyone was thinking similarly. They were this self-selecting nerd. On the other hand, when Peter Thiel was setting success metrics for his employees, he made sure that everyone at PayPal had a different goal. They never competed against each other. Their incentives were totally unique. To get into the PayPal mafia, you had to be thinking a certain way. And then when you got in, you had to forge your own path within the company. So there's the diversity of thoughts 
but it's inclusive at the same time. Peter Thiel still believes that there are many secrets in the world. He knows the question of what valuable company is nobody building is a hard one to answer, but he believes that the answers are out there. As Thiel says, and I quote, every great company is built around a secret believed by those at the company. And this speaks to the need for believers to share a like-minded preference for similarity. Successful businesses need to have founders that are unique, but unique in the same way. In PayPal's case, this was every founding team member loving the Cryptonomicon and preferring Star Wars to Star Trek. So at the end of the 20th century and going into the 21st, the PayPal mafia played a vital role in revitalizing the tech industry of Silicon Valley. They created the template for success in modern day startups. And they did it by combining a preference for unique talent, sharing unique secrets, placed in a workforce of similarly minded people. So what can we learn from the culture of the PayPal mafia? First of all is to be rigorous with who you allow into your company. You want your talent to be unique, shining stars on their own, but they also need a culture that they can relate to that empowers their unique skills to thrive. To take this a step further, give each team member individual incentives and goals to ensure no one is competing with each other inside the company. When hiring talent to vet for your uniqueness, you can actually ask, what unique perspective or experience is this person bringing to the table to challenge my staff to become better? And similarly, if you're hiring for culture fit and similarity, you can ask yourself, does this candidate's values align with those of everyone else in the company? Your employees want to feel a sense of cohesion and belonging while working with their teams. So be sure to keep this top of mind while you hire. Just as how PayPal thrived using uniqueness and similarity, we see another success story emerging using these twin principles in the industry of diversity, equity, and inclusion. Byron Slosar has over a decade of experience across all areas of undergraduate career advising and career development. After feeling comfortable enough, he came out of the closet as his true self later in life, after experiencing firsthand a community and culture in New York built on tolerance and inclusivity. This was a stark contrast to him growing up in Louisiana. New York is where Byron felt understood. His boss of almost 18 years at his alma mater, Tulane University, helped Slosar realize, and I quote, Before that point of my life, I spent my college experience and first few years of my career in the closet, not being fearful that being gay might impact my career, but not knowing that my diversity was something that could ever be celebrated or could add value to the professional world. Slosar founded Hive Diversity to level the playing field for undergraduate students with the key belief that while our individual diversities help to define who we are, collectively they empower us with the ability to define the future. His company is a first-of-its-kind virtual recruiting platform that is built for equity and powered by inclusion for the next generation of workforce talent. 
Hive believes in an all-inclusive approach to diversity, which is a unique opportunity to create a community of students that represents what the workforce and diversity should actually look like. Now, this encapsulates the theme of this podcast episode, that Hive believes in surfacing what makes each of its student community members unique, while simultaneously bringing them together in a group that allows them to relate to their peers and feel understood. Slosar has worked with over 2,000 students, and Hive has partnered with big-name brands, including Accenture, Saks Fifth Avenue, Versace, and Atlantic Records. Their success is powered by embracing the unique talents of their diverse community and finding similar points of connection between members so the community is stronger together. Remember the quote shared earlier describing the early stages of PayPal, which was, and I quote, For the company to work, it didn't matter what people looked like or which country they came from, but we needed every new hire to be equally obsessed. This similar principle applies to Hive, I think, because Slosar believes students should be seen as their authentic selves, as people, not just job candidates. That's why the industry of diversity, equity and inclusion is a prime example of where similarity and uniqueness can create real value. Collective diversity and feeling like you can be your unique self professionally is empowering. And for Hive, this is unlocked because they treat the unique personalities of their community with a similar level of trust and care. The community makes differences feel normal, so they feel empowered going into the recruiting process, knowing they don't have to be secretive about their values. They can be their unique selves. Without finding common points of connection and aligning on similarities early on, talent won't feel connected or understood if their differences are the only visible factor on the table. That's why companies have to drill deeper to find the connections that link teams together so that the best performers can perform with all of their traits present, just as Hive shows us with their example of embracing the unique strengths of their student community, all while retaining these common points of connection. If you're interested in learning more about how to embrace your uniqueness, then you can listen to episode two of this season on embracing your uniqueness and lessons from ancient Greece. Because uniqueness makes you stand out against the rest. Yet if you're too different, you miss out on having connection with others who simply don't understand you. That's why empathetic leaders, while embracing their uniqueness, channel the similarity that is essential to build relationships and create powerful connections. Hey, it's Ben here. Just before you head off, one quick thing. This podcast teaches you the skill of empathetic communication. And if you're interested in accelerating your empathetic communication and to start applying it to your brand and business, we've created an actionable five-step checklist which breaks down the exact steps you need to take to unlock this skill and start creating messages that connect with your customers and employees' heads and hearts. You can download it for free over on our website, weareastutely.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time for another episode of Subject Matter.